this, you just don't care, huh? Lord, let me know if you got us. Preaching about profit. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to the goddess. Got it. Goddess. Got it. Hello and welcome to the Strong Women Power Half Hour, your podcast and radio show to encourage, educate, and empower you on your path through womanhood. I'm your host and women's empowerment specialist, Kelly Hickey. I'm the director of Strong Women Co., a company designed to help women be their strongest, happiest, and healthiest selves. Uh, we have one-on-one programs, online workshops, and more. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for daily inspiration and motivation. And of course, join our free online tribe to connect with women all over the world. Links in the show notes as always. Please subscribe um, and share this podcast with anyone you think could uh, benefit of the message, because uh, this is one of the one of the points of this podcast and and the work that I do is trying to help women to feel more connected, to feel less alone, um, and to be supported in general. And uh, why do I do that work? Well, honestly, uh, I have seen what women are capable of with uh, just a tiny amount of support and encouragement and validation. And literally, we move mountains. <laughs> I said literally, and now I'm imagining women picking up mountains. But I think we we we, we really um, uh, we we move mountains uh, in in the ways of of evolving and changing and growing and creating something that didn't exist before. Uh, every woman has so much power, and potential, and and uh, just this kind of ability to contribute positively uh to this world so that's why i love to do what i do so i know guys i know i know gals i know my peeps it has been a while a hot minute Uh, i took the summer off and wow what a summer it was (laughs) how was you how about you how was your summer um so it seems like it was hot all over the world this summer, uh, certainly hot, hotter in some places than uh, others. But here in Europe, uh, you know, it was, we've had a hundred days straight almost of uh, hot days where I am um, and uh, very, very little rain. <clears throat> and of course, that's uh, kind of um, the same everywhere, right? Um, and I'll just do a little recap of a little catch up with you, uh, and then we'll do a couple of breaths and I'll get into the topic of the show. How does that sound? Does that sound good? Um, getting back on the bike, back on the horse here today. Uh, you know what it's like when you go on vacation and you don't do something for a while. Um, it takes a, it takes a minute to find your rhythm and uh, that's where I am today. But, uh, wow, what a summer it was. Um, so we had a, just a back to back uh, wild time. Um, we really do things to the max we've realized, uh, in our family and, uh, we, we max out any time we have out, we max out the fun we can have. It's, uh, but it all can be really exhausting. So the day after, uh, my six-year-old Violet got out of school, uh, my father-in-law came over for a few weeks, uh, to the Netherlands where we are. And, um, <clears throat> oh yeah, I didn't do my usual. I'm Canadian, Newfoundlander coming to you from the Netherlands. So that's me if you're new. <laughs> uh, yes, I am from Newfoundland. If you hear a little Irish twang, um, that's that's why. Uh, and if uh, a lot of people say they can hear my Canadian accent as well, particularly once I get going on a thought 
or I've had a glass of wine. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we had Poppy come over. Um, and, you know, it was just it's just so fun to have someone to come over uh, when you're living abroad and to show them around. So uh, we kind of had a ball like that. And then Justin, my husband and I, for the first time in, oh, ever, uh, we took off for two nights in a row. Uh, the first time since we've had our uh, our daughter, because uh, Poppy was here, uh, and it was our 10-year anniversary. So we went to Dinant in Belgium, uh, and it was so beautiful, really nice uh, little town with so much history. Uh, and this is kind of the, the theme of my, my summer has really been just like acknowledging the history, uh, human history, earth history, all, all of those things. Uh, but so Dinant has been occupied by the Romans, the English, the French, the Germans, the Dutch, and I guess now they're, it's just Belgium. <laughs> so, so it's been, um, it, that was a really cool trip uh, in history and um, a good opportunity to finally get some one-on-one -on -one time with Justin, which we never, hardly ever, ever get, uh, being expats living away. Uh, babysitters are not as common as if we were home. Um, yeah, so we had it, we had a good time. Um, and then, um, we came back from Danand and, um, had a couple days more with Poppy, put him on a plane. And then the next day we took off to Switzerland and we'd actually had planned to go to the UK. I had so many things I wanted to hit up in the UK, uh, including the exhibit at the British Museum on feminine power, which is a collection of, uh, female deities, demons, witches, all of it. Um, that's been very thoughtfully curated from um, the <clears throat> folks I talked to who actually helped uh, the people who curate the uh, exhibit. Um, but anyway, so you can't get mad at things, um, but it was a heat wave anyway. So Daisy saved us, our dog, like usual. And um, she uh, needed extra rabies shots because they didn't really acknowledge the shots that we'd gotten in Canada. And then you actually also need 21 days after that and blah, 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 blah to, for my dad to get the EU passport. Um, we could not go to UK and the time my husband had allotted for his vacation. So, uh, that was then decided, uh, but she saved us because, um, there was a heat wave in London at the time. And, uh, instead we went up to the mountains in Switzerland, um, and, uh, where it was perfect temperatures, um, and gorgeous and completely recharging. Actually, I have a, a poem I want to share just a sec. Okay. Uh, got it. Um, so this is just something I wrote, uh, just after we driven to Switzerland and just like, when you come from a flat, flat land, like the Netherlands, like every hill and a mountain is exciting that you see and then you go to the Switzerland and uh, it's just you know high high giant mountains and mountain range after mountain range and the first day uh, we'd gotten to Switzerland and Justin profiled to bed so I had a moment to myself and I just kind of had to put pen to paper because I could just feel myself coming alive again which is what happens um, when I'm able to be in in nature um, and around such natural beauty so, um, this is just something, a uh, little I wrote, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, here we go. It's almost impossible to describe the life that's given to me by simply breathing the high mountain air. Here I am, second time in Switzerland in two summers. She called me back. Mother Mountain called me back. She said, 
Come here, my child. I have all that you need to remember who you are and what you can be and why you love this place called Earth. Just an hour or two back in her bosom and I am changed, nourished, soothed, reminded that this world is here and she's so lovely and she's so worth fighting for. So fight we shall. Because although this world is at least 50% horrible, there are still places like this where spirit can talk to you through slopes, rocks, pine cones, fragrant wildflower air, full moon stars and bird calls, where you can plug in to who you are, who we are, and why the hell we are here. So that's just a little little glimpse of what Switzerland does to me. Um, and I'm just really missing my nature uh, exposure from when I'm, from being back home in Newfoundland, which, you know, hopefully, actually, uh, won't be too long and we'll move back there maybe uh, in a year or so. We are seeing uh, lots of lots of things being mixed up in the old um, the old magic bag lately. So on that exciting note, uh, why don't we take a couple of breaths together? We'll take three in total. So shoulders away from your ears. Relax your jaw. If you're standing, sitting, driving, whatever you're doing, walking, make sure that you feel like all your vertebrae are lined up straight. Imagine there's a little thread at the top of your head being pulled up. Sit, stand tall. Now, close your eyes if you can. Relax the space between your eyes. Relax your knuckles. Relax your toes. Relax your hips. Just see if there's any part of your body that needs a little bit of love right now. And just go ahead and say, you're doing great. You're doing great, body. You've been through a lot. We've been through a lot together. Thank you. One thing I notice is our bodies love to be thanked. All right. So we're going to breathe nice, slow, and steady into our lungs and hold it. Ready? Here we go. Breathing in. Hold it. Stretch out your lungs. Let it out through your mouth. Another one just like that. Breathing in through the nose. Hold. And let it out. A couple of easy breaths here. Notice how you've slowed down just a little. Breathing in big through your nose this time. We're going to stretch our lungs as far as we comfortably can. And hold. And now with a big sigh. <sighs> All right. Let's do this. <laughs> Ba -da -ba -da -ba -da -ba. 
Oh, I want to say shout out to uh, the great feedback I got from the last pod with all the summer song lists. Uh, so glad you guys enjoyed it, you gals, folks. Um, I certainly listened to it during the summer, and I could tell by the download numbers uh, you were listening to it multiple times, so that warmed my heart completely. So absolutely, thanks for that. And if you haven't listened to the songs of the summer, I mean, really, they could be songs of any time you want to feel, you want to go on a journey, and you want to be empowered and encouraged and feel that you could take on the world. Because here we are, aren't we? We are, we are taking on the world uh, in many ways from um, many angles. And for the topic of this show, um, and I'm getting this topic from, you know, how I've been feeling, how my clients have been feeling, um, and also, you know, just kind of the general angst I'm picking up, uh, you know, reading online, um, that uh, we, many, many of us, most of us, all of us, are feeling a little or a lot lost right now. And I think that is a completely normal and natural feeling to have given our current world circumstances. And of course, we always talk about how, you know, the personal is political, the political is personal. So the thing that you are going through as an individual, you are not the only one going through it. You know, you what we are going through as individuals is a symptom of something bigger. Um, and that's true in, in, in any case, but in particular this feeling lost bit. Um, and not really knowing, you know, what the future looks like, not really knowing, you know, where to go, what to do, how to feel, how to make things better. So, you know, uh, I'll just, let's just name the elephants in the room. Uh, you know, we've got this whole COVID situation. Is that in the past? I don't know. We don't know. Right. So this fall, the last two falls have been pretty scary. <laughs> So here we are, you know, on unbated breath to see what happens. I will say um, here in Europe, very different than um, in many other parts of the world, including Canada and my home, uh, my home province, hometown. Um, in Europe, Europe is acting like we are totally over it here. Um, I haven't even seen anyone wear a mask here in, I don't know, eight months, something like that. Um, and, and they've been doing pretty good, uh, you know, so fingers crossed. Uh, so we've got the COVID thing. Is that, is that in the past? Can we even venture to, to maybe, you know, think about that we could have a, a future that, um, is, is, you know, recognizable to ourselves. We fingers crossed. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and then we have, of course, this whole, uh, climate crisis. And I want to, I wanted to talk to you about that in a real way, because I think we need to start having a real conversation about what is actually going to happen and what is happening so that we can be the leaders in our, our communities and our, in our workplaces, um, and our families that we need to, because people are going to be feeling, um, more and more lost and more and more stressed as things um, increase and get more intense. So we need to have our feet firmly on the ground and be honest with ourselves um, and honest with the facts of what we're actually dealing with. And I find that is a super helpful um, kind of proactive way that, that allows me of like, okay, yes, all of this crap is happening and it is so scary. Okay. You know, like we've got the, the droughts in Europe. Oh my goodness. So it rained last night and Violet went out dancing in it because we have not seen ra rain in months here. And this is the Netherlands where the place, it rains usually like 
five days out of seven here. So it was, it's just horrific. Um, and, uh, when we were in Switzerland, the people in the chalet next door, they were from Nuremberg, Germany, and they had not seen rain in Nuremberg since the beginning of May. And so, you know, everyone's seen the, the pictures of the, the Rhine river, you know, uh, which is usually, you know, filled with so much water travels. It starts actually in the, uh, Alps that we were in, in, um, Switzerland and then travels all the way to the sea and exits, um, um, like the Rotterdam in, in Netherlands. And it's, it's low. It's very, very, very low. Uh, it was horrifically low when we were driving, we could see it. So we got that going on. Um, you know, same things happening even worse in China with their, um, heat waves and droughts. And so like, this is the thing is like even their hydroelectric power, um, <laughs> wasn't able to power because there wasn't enough water. And it's like, you know, as of all the different kinds of renewable energies that we are, um, working and, and that have worked for, for, you know, hydroelectric power has been around for a century. Um, and so, and it's been usually very consistent, um, and the only thing we had to do to make sure to keep it consistent was not mess up the water cycle. <laughs> but no, no, we messed up the water cycle so much that there's severe drought. Um, so you can't even count on hydroelectric, uh, in the same way you could in, in some places of the world. Um, and that's, uh, you know, that's, that's the reality we're facing. It's like, whoa. So we're going to see things pretty exponentially kind of, um, the crisis is going to increase, you know, and it's going to look, what's it going to look like for us as individuals? Uh, you know, we've got increases in prices of things because there's just less electricity. Um, uh, I've seen, you know, it's like every time, every week I go to the store for my bread, it's gone up 10 cents. Like, and that's been for like many, many weeks now. Um, and I'm sure you've, you've seen the similar things. Um, and there's going to be shortages of foods likely. Just because of the drought, I mean, the drought in France and Spain, uh, we're, we're so, so many of our, we get our olive oil, we get our grains, you know, and that's not even mentioning, um, uh, Russia's war on Ukraine, um, and what that's done to, uh, to, to the grain supplies, um, will continue to do the grain supplies and what that's done to energy. So, uh, I wanted to be able, cause I am in a bit of a unique, um, situation to be able to see, you know, what is going on in Europe particularly. Um, and it's in, you know, in Europe, uh, people are afraid, people are afraid of this winter. They're afraid of the energy costs. They're afraid of, um, not having the energy to, to heat their homes. Or if the energy is there, are they able to afford it? Um, 80% increase in the UK. Um, thankfully, the Netherlands government recently is going to cap energy prices. Um, and I think France has done the same. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of different things are going on. Uh, so there's this real time of uncertainty. Um, and just like one more little kind of tidbit for European life for um, everyone else in the world. I see fighter jets every day, <laughs> every day. I see at least two fighter jets uh, that fly above. Um, and uh, I, in every city I was in in Europe, I seen them every day. And uh, yeah, there's just like this kind of, there's a weird chill that goes down my spine whenever I see those uh, fighter jets, as you can imagine. So this is such a time of uncertainty. Um, and uh, you know, we have, 
Putin threatening nuclear war and um, uh, there's just all of these different kinds of threats of, uh, to, to our personhood, including what's going on down in, uh, in what has happened in, in uh, America uh, to our sisters. And just want to give you a huge supporting shout out to my sisters doing the work that needs to be done to, to rectify that situation. And let's just all say a little prayer to any woman who's in a situation, um, and we know there's many, many, um, where their life is threatened uh, one way or another, or, you know, their, their liberty or their, their, you know, what they want for their lives is threatened because of, you know, these white guys in suits who couldn't find a clitoris, you know, if given, <laughs> given a lesson beforehand. Uh, so, you know, this is this time of uncertainty. So I, I really wanted to take this moment and uh, just to kind of, all of us to, to share in this kind of weird time and for it to be okay. Um, because uh, one of the, the great books I'm reading now is The Quest of the Warrior Woman. It's out of print, uh, but it's so good. Um, and in it, the author, I'm blanking out at the time, the book's not near me, so sorry. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, she talks about a season of discontent and how we need a season of discontent to fully grow, uh, to, to evolve, to get to the next level, to become more mature, to be, you know, the warrior woman, the stronger warrior woman um, that, uh, that we're here to be. And so I'm saying it to you as I say it to myself, as always, right? This is, this is the reality of anyone you listen to. Uh, um, teach what you need to learn, right? They say. But at the same time, I, I need this to be said to me, um, and I've had to say it to my clients and my friends, it's like, this is a strange time. And it's okay to feel strange. And it's okay to not feel like your super strong self and to be a bit, bit discombobulated. Sometimes I'm just like full on baffled. Uh, sometimes it causes me to even just be so overwhelmed. I'm just sitting there blinking, just trying to absorb it all. And, you know, this is a magical time to be alive, too. I really want to remind us of that, that, you know, um, sure, we are in our season of discontent. We are, we are being pushed. The only way we change is when we're forced to. That's an individual and a collective reality. Um, and we're being, we're being forced to change. Uh, but I also see so much positivity uh, going on. And uh, for example, there's so much more green energy now coming on. More people are taking climate crisis uh, seriously. Um, no one in of any kind of credibility discounts it at this point. Every single person in this world has been touched by extreme weather. And it's happening faster than the scientists said. So I see back in, uh, in Newfoundland, uh, they're building a hydrogen plant. This is huge. This is huge. And it's going to be uh, wind uh, turbines everywhere. Oh my goodness. I have to say, if anyone is like a little bit um, afraid of wind turbines or whatever, it's like, go look at some. Um, I've seen probably, I don't know, 10,000 of them now at this point. They're just like part of the landscape. And there's never single, never been a time ever that I've looked at a wind turbine of, you know, getting green energy and thought anything besides that is so beautiful. And they take up a tiny footprint. Um, you know, it's, it's really like, it's, it's just so encouraging to see 80% of all new energy projects in the last year that were started were green energy. There's more and more solar panels everywhere. Like we, we have the tools and, and we're slowly waking up. So there's so much encouraging things going on as well. We kind of need to get out of our own way. 
is reality. And, and, uh, you know, that's what a lot of us have to do with kind of accepting this, these, this new green energy and, and being okay. Um, but you know, I can see the future. I've sat in a lot of really cool, uh, talks and workshops here of some really cutting edge things. So in general, I'm extremely encouraged. And I just want to let you know that this is a transition time. This is very Hecate, right? Hecate is a goddess of transition and thresholds and transformation. And we are in, you know, the doorway of, um, we were dependent on one energy source, fossil fuels, uh, almost exclusively in many ways. And now we are uh, in the threshold of, of, of waking up and, ha and getting to an energy source or energy sources um, that are sustainable. And, you know, and once we go to green energy, uh, things like wind energy and hydrogen, which is huge, you can do so many things with hydrogen. You can, you can take hydrogen cells and combine that with captured CO2 and get jet fuel. Like the sky is really the limit on this kind of new technology, but uh, Europe is getting on, on totally on board. There's going to be hydrogen hydrogen cells uh, for cars. Uh, the hydrogen cells can be, you know, put the, the hydrogen energy is put into these cells at the plants and then those plants are transported to other places far in the world that, that um, uh, may need, uh, may, may struggle to make energy. So like there's, we are, we are coming together. I see it. I see the, I see the future. I, I see the collective uh, of us working together in a web and I am largely encouraged. Um, so I say fear not my sweet, sweet sisters, brothers, and others. And, uh, let us, let us feel what we have to feel and accept where we're at. Um, and then also to, um, move one foot in front of the other to move forward so that we can, um, build and develop and create and rebirth this, uh, this new world that we are building, uh, which will, is, is hopefully based on more equity, um, and, and, and based on being partnership, being in a symbiotic relationship with nature, because who are we kidding? We are nature. And this whole man versus nature, uh, conflict, what we've concocted, you know, sure. If you're living off the land and sorry, um, and, um, or, and, and, and bearing the elements that there's sure there's a conflict there, but you know, uh, the reality is we are part of it and we need to understand the cycles and, and our own cycles and, and be okay with that. And I, th I think, I think we're getting there. I think we got a long way to go, but I think this is a very important time to be alive. So anytime you feel like you want to, um, speak up about your thoughts on how we can move forward and how we can let go of this old fossil fuel industry uh, addiction we've had talk to talk to your friends at thanksgiving your family talk, just be be that encouraging kind of voice of like no we're, we're moving forward and we can deal with the energy and realities of the past and hang on to them or we can deal with the energy of the the present and the future and and build a life that is recognizable to us so i encourage you uh, for that so much and if you're feeling lost you are not alone you are one person who's feeling the whole world. Uh, and I know women in particular, we take on a lot of things and we worry about even more. And I want to be that voice to say that there is the light at the end of the tunnel and we will figure this out. And if you're feeling lost now, it's just like any heroine story, right? There's no point, point A to point B. 
kind of straight line with, with nothing in the middle and not getting lost. That's a pretty boring story where you don't learn any lessons, right? So this is the heroine's journey that we are on. We are heroines of our own journey. We are heroines, and that is the individual and the collective. And I often think about how we're going to talk about this time in history books. And are we going to talk about how we woke up and we worked together and, and we figured this stuff out. We figured out climate change because we, we, hopefully figured out COVID, didn't we? Um, uh, or, or we're working on it. We're still studies on long COVID and all that, but, but goodness, like a lot happened in two years. And, um, uh, and we are capable of so very, very much, especially when women take up the, the mantle of leadership and speaking up. And uh, I know you can do it. Feeling lost or not, I know that it is uh, strong women who are gonna lead us into the future. Um, it is strong women uh, whose voice may shake the first few times or every time who speak up. It's those voices that, that when we come together, we're speaking on behalf of all of our species. We're speaking on behalf of our future and our humanity. And, um, and, that's, and that's what we're here for. That's what women do is, is we are more hive-minded, we think about others, we think about the future, we think about uh, the nature, all kinds of, all the studies prove that that's what women spend more of their time, more of their decision-making, prioritizing. So let us speak up, even if we're feeling lost, even if we're feeling strange. And you listen to that intuition, sister. This is me reminding you to listen to that intuition because it's important. Oops, hit it again. It's special. It's there for a reason. It's your soft soul voice. Um, and if you're feeling overwhelmed, please rest and, and do, practice that self-care because we need you. We need you so much to stand up when we need to stand up and speak up when we need to speak up because we are here to change the world. We are here to create that better world. And I know you feel it in your belly. I know you feel it in your heart. And sure, your brain may feel some kinds of confusion sometimes. Of course, we've, we're taking in an insane amount of, of energy and, and, and information on a daily basis. But we were born for these times. We were born to make this world better. We were born to help each other and help ourselves and help the future to become better, more equitable, happier, safer place. And that is exactly what we're going to do. Now for the featured song of the show, um, I wanted to get a song that encapsulated the message that it's okay to be lost and we all feel lost sometimes and uh, sometimes we're, we're in the middle of our journey when it's the most squirmiest feelings and just also to have that faith that, um, that you know, light at the end of the tunnel, that, that help is coming, that things will seem more clear soon. And I searched and searched to get a uh, woman songwriter and um, uh, singer. And honestly, uh, this one song just kind of kept coming up for me. And so then what it is, it's one of my very favorites of all time. It's Salisbury Hill. Uh, and it is written by Peter Gabriel. And uh, he said he wrote it after having a uh, spiritual experience on this um, Salisbury Hill uh, near his house. And he says the song's meaning is about being prepared to lose what you have for what you might get. It's about letting go. Um, but I have to say, um, one of my favorite things about the, the song 
is the, you know, after it goes boom, boom, boom. And it's like, hey, get your things. I've come to take you home. And that is just, a, you know, I guess it's because I'm away from home. Uh, but even, even otherwise, even when I, I was living in Newfoundland, this song in particular was just so such a comforting thing. To be like, all right, yeah, get your things. It's time. I've, I've come to take you home. Grab your things. I'm going to come take you home. And uh, I love it. I, I, I love that meaning. I love that feeling. I, I love the, the symbolism of like the eagle flew out of the night and uh, it, it, it turning water into wine. Open doors would soon be shut. So I went from day to day, though my life was in a rut, till thought I thought of what I'd say, which connection I should cut. I was feeling part of the scenery. I walked out of the machinery, my heart going boom, boom, boom. Hey, he said, grab your things. I've come to take you home. Come back home. And so I found a really great cover by this amazing Australian um, artist, singer-songwriter, Joni Martin. And she says it's uh, one of her favorite songs, too. And Joni Martin has been um, singing songs since she was four. Uh, she's an absolute delight, very folksy kinds of uh, music. And so I really can't wait to share this song with you um, in her version. And she, she leaves out the sun, get your things. And she just says, oops. She says, hey, come get your things. Time to take you home. So um, until next time, which I'm hoping is going to be in two weeks' time, everyone. Uh, next week, I'm in Amsterdam speaking at the Ray at a conference um, that is uh, attracting female leaders for tomorrow at the Digital Trust um, uh, conference and I can't wait to tell them how much we hate being called females <laughs> uh, but besides that I hope I'm hoping to have some time to uh, get another podcast out to you guys in two weeks uh, and get back to our regular schedule until then uh, mad mega love um, and go grab your things it's time to take you home <laughs>